If you suffer from ED, 15 minutes could change your life. Peak Performance for Men offers a revolutionary treatment called Focus Linear Compression Therapy. There's no pain, no needles, and no downtime. Now, Peak Performance for Men is offering six sessions free with qualifying treatment protocol enrollment. There's never been a better time or a better deal to fix ED. Call Columbus's only trusted Focus Linear Compression Therapy provider today at 614-739-8181. That's 614-739-8181. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. It's the Razball Patreon Podcast. I'm Donkey Teeth, joined as always by Gray Albright. What's happening, Gray? Yo, what's going on there, Donkey? Oh my god, so excited for today. We have a amazing guest. This is going to be incredible. I'm super pumped. This guy is so funny. Yeah, so you might know him from uh, Twitter. His name is J.L. Cobb, and he's a pro- professional comedian and impersonator. He also played college basketball, and uh, he's a, a former assistant district attorney. He went to, to Georgetown Law. This guy's all over the place. You can find him on Cameo. He's on Twitter, at J.L. Coven. Let's bring him on. Hey, J.L. Hey, I can hear you, but uh, not see you yet. Are we doing visual, or you want to just now. do audio? Yeah. Well, oh, no, it's there, just visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. What's up, man? So we got to do that. Yeah, you got hey, a nice uh, tan going. It's crazy. Like I'm start. Like it's. I'm getting into a racial argument on Twitter because people are like, "You hack white boy," and I'm like, first of all, I'm not. Li- I'm not lip syncing. Secondly, my father was black, so thank you, progressive warrior, for being completely wrong. <laughs> Yeah, this is like my my skin has been craving the sunlight. So like I've been just been going for like half hour walks in the middle of the work day just to get like, you know, fresh air. And then after like three weeks, I'm like, all right, there I am. I'm Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. What what happened anyway with the uh, with you? Your father's Haitian. What, yes. what, hap- what happened to you, man? What where had you had you get white? <laughs> yeah, my my. My mom is 100% Irish, and I always laugh. I go, when people see her, 
you wouldn't think I'm the same ethnicity as her. Mm. But everybody sort of, I think, when they think half black, they, they sort of want to be like, yeah, but we can tell. We'll just call you black. And I'm in that. <laughs> I'm in the Rashida Jones. Are you Italian group? Um, yeah. So it's weird. But it's and my father had one white grandparent. So I have a bit about that. How that guy totally jacked, like turned me from Obama to Adam Sandler by just lur <laughs> lurking in the genetic material. <laughs> and then my brother, my older brother, looks like a. He is cl more clearly biracial. <laughs> like we people think we're twins, but when you look up close, his nose is broader and his hair is more like Derek Jeter's hair. So yeah, it's all it's all fun and games until somebody calls you a, a hack white boy uh, because they don't get that your impression is actually an impression um, and not a TikTok video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do you uh, where do you stand on the uh, and do the right thing? What side are you rooting for there? I got I got to root for the black side. <laughs> That's clearly the right the right side. That's a good call. That's probably a smart call. I think... You know, I, I empathized with the white guy in the bird jersey, but he was the only <laughs> sympathetic white person in the movie. You know, every, everybody else was just like a an N word spewing pizza shop owner. So <laughs> yeah, it's like between the racist and the not racist. I'm gonna go with the not racist. Yeah. Right, good call. <laughs> and I always say, I say like the, the the farther we get into history, like if I were if this were like 1910, I'd be very I'd be I'd be in trouble if I found myself in white company. They'd be looking at me very suspiciously. But now we're a much more open society, and uh, you know, I get to be uh, Middle Eastern at best. <laughs> you're such a you're such an Egyptian. Oh my God! I am. I actually consider myself Algerian because I remember watching them play in the World Cup, and I said, "Who's that team full of me?" <laughs> and it was Algeria, and I said, "That makes sense. Very Northern Africa, sort of like a, a mishmash of like Middle Eastern, but then like a little hint of Africa." So, Who are you, Freddie Mercury? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Are you? Uh, uh, more AIDS. Mirakesh. Hey, are you? Are you calling him for Mirakesh? This is hey, so uh, weird that I don't see you. You're just an active, excited voice. That's that I. That's just with no picture. And then I have this nice person in a Cardinals shirt. You smiling. can see me. Okay. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. It's uh, how uh, how long you've been doing the uh, Trump impersonation? Um, since 2015, I started doing it for some videos for the Adam Carolla show. Mm. And the impression was good right away, but then. I look back, you know, it's been it's been developing still for like five years to the point that where it's at now. Um, but it was uh, it was really good then. But in comparison to where I've been able to get it now, it sounds like mediocre to me. Mm. Um, so it was just and it wasn't it wasn't even like, oh, I have to work on this like a student. He was on TV all the time. <laughs> so it was, it was almost like I had a roommate named Donald Trump and I was just hearing him talk for six hours a day. <laughs> and it just, you know, I picked up all the ticks and all the nuances. And I think my voice might be like permanently damaged from doing it because I, I like have to rough it up. And I'm always like breathing like heavily to like get it to the point where I sound like I'm constantly out of breath. And then like people will say to me sometimes at the end of the day, they're like, you kind of sound like Trump. And I go, no, no, that's because I just did it for an hour. And now my voice is like beat up. 
so hopefully, hopefully when he's out of office, I can, you know, recover my, you know, a lot of tea with honey to recover my singing voice. This is like if you move to the South and you start to pick up that Southern accent, that's what's going on with you and the Trump voice. Yeah. No, I, gra- I, I, without permission, I grab my girlfriend's pussy. It's getting very bad. Like I'm, it's almost like a horror story now where it's just, uh, you know, I think I might write like a comedy horror story about the Trump impersonator who just starts to become Trump. Uh, make for like a good Stephen King movie. Your skin is starting to look a little orange, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, it's sort of the natural. I yeah, exactly. I don't know what's happening to me. I think I'm. I have like. I might have actual Trump derangement syndrome, where it's actually like affecting my DNA. <laughs> You're actually becoming him. Right, I'm just going to wake up. It's going to be like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, except you're just going to see me dancing downstairs looking like Trump. <laughs> your, your method acting has gone way too far. You're, 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 you're going to wake up as Trump. Yeah, I'm the Daniel Day-Lewis of poorly paid YouTube comedians. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Webby for the uh, Trump impersonation. Oh, no, I definitely won't. That will definitely go to a TikToker. Instead of me. <laughs> uh, wait, is your uh, so uh, you've been doing it since 2015? So was it like so you basically just stumbled and you weren't like so you didn't you weren't a Trump impersonator before the, no, no, no. Uh, the Trump assassination to the country? You were yeah, just no, like I was I was a uh, you know I've been I've been doing stand up comedy. I started in law school in 2003, and I could do a lot of impressions. And um, I had actually done in 2014, I had worked on a web series. And one of the impressions I did for that was George Lopez, because I had discovered that I had never done any sort of raspy impressions. And then I discovered, like, when I was doing a George Lopez, I was able to get it, like, into this. And then white women, you know, you ever see that white woman, Amber? You ever see Amber come up to you? And I was like, oh, there it is. Like, I didn't know I could kind of rough it up like that. And then Trump was like a very easy transition. So oddly enough, it was my impression of a Mexican comedian that then <laughs> steered me into uh, kind of accidentally into a, an impression of Donald Trump. Yeah. So you were uh, so you were doing a uh, a Mexican that turned into Trump by roughing it up. Was it was George Lopez? Uh, was that from something else? Like, can you go like a lineage back, like before Lopez? Like, how far back can you? Your impersonation of Trump, like, is there different stages or was it Lopez to Trump? And that's it. It's really it's really Lopez to Trump because I had been I had gone viral with a Louis C.K. impression uh, Mm -hmm. a year before that. And then in my comedy career, I was doing like a lot of different some some sort of hacky standard ones like uh, Schwarzenegger and De Niro. Like when I first started out, I cringe, even (laughs) though they were good. I cringe when I like even think of doing that. But um you know, then I had other ones like uh, Van Damme, Owen Wilson, different different ones like that. And actually, the because uh, it doesn't seem like we uh, we did any research for this, but I saw that you did a Van Damme one, so I was like, huh, I'm gonna uh, Google to see what Van Damme says because all I could think about was kicking. <laughs> I couldn't really, well, I couldn't picture him actually talking. So what my, was that? my first album and it was almost a tribute because Van Damme is kind of the first impression I ever remember doing and I think it was around fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. and like that was like he was one of the first R-rated movies that I was able to see and like he's terrible and his movies are terrible but if you're of a certain age and you were like 
11 or 12 getting to see your first R-rated action movie, he's fixed as like <laughs> this superstar in my memory. And so like I did in, on my first album, I had a track about Van Damme and the gist of it was basically in, in most of his movies, he's always mentioning the size of his penis, like very casually. <laughs> and it's either somebody sees him coming out of a shower and is like, oh, or, you know, somebody or he just says it or he's like, you can't fit me into that underwear. It's too big. And so it became this thing where I acted out this thing like what is so weird that in one movie called Nowhere to Run, this is part of the bit, but I'll just jump to the end. The idea was that he negotiates that into his contracts that like he can't do a movie unless there's a penis mention. And in the movie Nowhere to Run, which was a terrible movie, he's bathing at the lake because he's like a drifter. And he gets out of the lake, he's naked, and you kind of see his body obscured by this, like, seven-year-old girl who, like, <laughs> sees him and, like, runs away. And it turns out he's having dinner at her house, like, a week later. And, of course, the girl has a single mom, Rosanna Arquette, and there's going to be a shower sex scene. And the the girl just randomly says, he has, the girl like, says randomly, he yeah. has he has a big penis at the dinner table. <laughs> and part of the joke was I was like, well, at a seven-year-old girl in a single mom household, what does she know anyway? <laughs> but I was I just thought that was funny. And I thought I did an act out of, of basically him getting the script for Nowhere to Run and just talking to his agent and informing the studio <laughs> that they had to put in a penis reference and that he suggests, what about when the little girl sees me coming out of the lake? And she says, mommy, that man has a gigantic cock. And that was like, that was the punchline. It was a very fun, funny bit. And it's totally true. It's like, I'm a Van Damme scholar. Like there is, it is in way too many movies. <laughs> but it, it has to be intentional. I feel like that's what Trump would be if he was an actor. Just like, oh, yeah, we need something about my big dick in here. Oh, sure. Like every, every female has to like, bump into me and go oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh your hands are so big <laughs> right that's that you're right that's exactly what he would do if he were in movies i'm surprised in home alone 2 he didn't have macaulay culkin just go mr trump your cock is huge well thank you <laughs> thank you kevin now get home safely okay <laughs> jl we both had the same question for you uh, about whether you're going to vote for Trump just because it's good for your business and you want him back into, into office. Can't, can't do it. In fact, if he gets reelected, barring a miracle, like if I'm on SNL and have a chance to, you know, feed my family for the rest of my life, I might sacrifice my integrity. But other than that, I genuinely don't think I'm going to do the impression after 2020 if he gets reelected. Um, yeah. if he gets, if he gets booted from office, I will gladly stomp on his political grave and taunt his supporters, <laughs> but I won't cause he's not going to disappear. If he doesn't, if he loses, he's going to be on Fox or OAN every day. Like he's, there's no way he goes away. So it'll still be relevant, but I don't want to do it because I just won't think it's as funny. Like right now we have a chance to get rid of him. So there's like dark humor there because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But if we reelect this guy, if we say, oh, this wasn't a mistake, this is who we are as a country, it's gross and it's depressing. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, 
I hear that. That's a, uh, it's and a, even though I don't, excuse even though I don't get credit because I look, uh, orange and Italian, um, <laughs> The fact is, my father was Haitian, so it, it was particularly uh, sad when he called Haiti a shithole. Now, of course, they have problems, but it, it still doesn't feel good when the president of the United States is signaling out your dad's home country. <laughs> Are you uh, So after, uh, you know, 2020, assuming Trump isn't in office, are you going to uh, work on a Joe Biden impersonation or are you going to leave been, politics I've, alone? I've been trying. um I feel like I'm probably better. I, I, I feel like Don Jr. is probably the person I could I have a better shot at getting just knowing my sort of skill set in impressions. Um, yeah. But I, I think it would be good to just it's not that I want to get out of politics, but I think I might just start to do what I used to do, which is like work on like a handful of impressions. And they may all be a minuses, whereas the Trump is an A plus. But when you're on, you know, it, it, it'll. I'd like to get a little more of the diversity back in my impressions because it's been just a nonstop sort of Trump fest for the last couple of years, and there's been demand for it. But I used to do, you know, a couple dozen impressions, and now I feel like my range has diminished a little bit. So I'd like to, you know, get back to that. As pretentious as that makes me sound, because my stand-up is almost no impressions. This is more just about like YouTube stuff and sketches. When you're, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, when you're doing your act, you're probably you're doing jokes. You're not doing imper you're not doing impersonations. So you're like, right. yeah, like I, I've been closing the last couple of years. I close with a Trump bit, um, but other than that, it's it's you know. And I used to for several years, I closed with an Obama bit, but that was the only impression because it leaves people, you know, they'll I'm good on stage. I have a lot of good material, but it gives people just like that that final send off where they go at least. A lot of people tell jokes. A lot of people have funny stories. And when you're the middle act, like I, I usually am, you know, you might not be memorable. You, you want to be memorable, but they might be like, well, we were here to see so-and-so. But the other guy was good, too. You're the other guy, basically. If, if yeah. you've done your job well, you're the other guy. But if you do a killer Obama impression when not a lot of people were doing an Obama impression or you do the best Trump they've ever heard and that's the last thing you leave them with – it's kind of like a calling card, even though the act itself is not a lot of impressions. You, you need to try to make yourself memorable of, as, as a middle. Sick of people, do you get sick of people being like, oh, uh, do, that, do that impersonation for me? Like, does that bother Like, after a while, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do Trump anymore. <laughs> Just leave no, me alone. To be honest, I mean, the Trump impression out of nowhere, obviously the pandemic basically saved my career. I mean, as as weird as that is, that's what happened. Like, I, of course, would be like, uh, no, I would gladly remain an anonymous, frustrated comedian if 100,000 Americans didn't die. Like, I will make that trade if that yeah. were an option. Um, but the fact is, I sort of became quasi-famous for this impression, and I've only been well-known or, or more well-known for two months. So I can't really be in a position to be like, I get it already, guys, but I've also got this killer book of poetry that I'm really passionate <laughs> about. So ease up with the trend. You know, like when people do guest appearances on shows. Be like, uh, like you know, OJ be wants to come uh, on, but he does not want to talk about the murders. He'll talk about anything else but the murders. It's like, then why do we want him on? <laughs> if, I, if, if I did it, my new cookbook, I. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, if, uh, but like, if you're uh, like, say, like, you don't want to become Rich Little either, though. Like, you don't want it to be like, oh, uh, okay, Trump's out of office. Now check out my new impersonate. Like, you don't want to just do impersonations right i mean no, no. and that's that's, that's, that's what i sort of like did. that's what i did with my with 
I made a conscious decision around 2009 where my first album had a lot of impressions on it. And but you grow up, you have other life experiences, you you get better on stage. And I found that rather than spend my time going, what if Jack Bauer were ordering food from McDonald's, <laughs> um, even though I love that bit, a good friend of mine from college, it's his, one of his favorite bits of mine ever, because I would say Jack, Jack Bauer, 24, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously a dated reference. I haven't done this joke in 10 years. But, <laughs> but I would say every time he's talking on the show, he'll just say three things and he'll yell the third thing. So he'll go, there's a bomb in the city. We know where it is. Now tell me where the car is. And he would keep doing it. So I just, it was cheesy. I would do things like that and go, imagine him at McDonald's just going, yeah, I'll have a hamburger, uh, large fries, and a vanilla milkshake. And people loved it. But it's a very cheesy joke that a new comedian with impressions will tell. But as I got farther in my career and my mind expanded and I had more experiences, good and bad, there was less time on stage to do funny voices and try to cram fictional scenarios in and I would just talk about things I wanted to talk about. So that's when I started doing a lot of YouTube stuff because I was like, oh, I can make sketches and do videos there. And then it's more organic. If you're just doing a sketch as someone, you don't have to set it up and be like, what if Owen Wilson worked as a phone sex operator? No, you just do it. You're just doing the sketch. And then on stand up, I can just do stand up and like get all my thoughts and what I really want to talk about up there. So it's I, I just hope enough people, and I'm trying to do this not so subtly, like more and more people go to check out my other impressions and then my other videos and my stand-up. And so that when this is all open, hopefully, even if I have 100,000 Trump impression fans, maybe I'll have 20,000 stand-up fans, which will sure beat the 50 stand-up fans I had three months ago. <laughs> Yeah, well, that is that was going to be my next question. Like, are you worried at all that your uh, your audience like is going to be limited to Democrats or liberals because you built it on the uh, the back of the uh, Trump impersonation? So then, like, you know, all the conservatives be like, oh, fuck that guy. I ain't going to his shows or I'm not doing I'm not buying his CDs. Like, are you worried about that at all or now? Well, I have I did say today, if you support Trump, feel free to unfollow me. So <laughs> I'm making it awfully clear because to me, it's I have a lot of never Trump support. Like, you know, big conservatives are following me and retweeting me, though, like never Trump type conservatives. Yeah, yeah. And for me, my jokes, that's the funny thing. People who know me for this impression and I've seen it, I've gotten more grief from progressives who don't really know comedy. Like they see me post a joke. I, I wrote a joke a week ago. Uh, when Adele had those photos come out where she was all thin. And yeah. I said, well, there goes Rebel Wilson's biopic Oscar nomination. <laughs> and that's not like hating on Rebel Wilson. It's just kind of an obvious, funny observation. Like, yeah, a, a, a heavy set blonde woman of the same age who can sing probably would have been a front runner for that role. Now she's skinny. So it's not going to happen. And somebody was like, you're picking on women and fat shaming. And I just wrote back, <laughs> it's hardly fat shaming. And are women not allowed to be the subject of jokes? Is this the new rule that the Twitter progressive community is informing of? My comedy turns off more progressives than it does conservatives because that's just the type of comedian I am. But I'm a very left of center politically and I don't like Trump and I don't like it when people come up to me after shows and go, hey, I love Trump, but that's a good impression. And I'm like, gross, get away. Like, 
<laughs> I don't understand why you think telling me you love Trump is some innocuous thing. Like he's a vile wannabe dictator who hates people like my father and hates a lot of things that are important to me. So I don't know why you think it's like cool to be like, hey, I like Trump, but uh, gross. Like it's like if you came up to me and were like, hey, I like fucking kids, but that kid fucking joke you have is pretty awesome. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, get away from me. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just want people, I don't bring politics into 95% of my standup. So you, most people will probably not be able to tell my, my, my politics from my standup, though I think sometimes progressives look at me. I'm a, I'm a big guy who's not afraid to talk some shit and probably think this douche bro from the Jersey shore. And it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but whatever, whatever happens, happens. I can't control how people will, how everyone will see me. I just hope enough people who are stand-up fans are drawn to more than the impression. And I, I have no guarantee of that, but that's, that's what I hope happens. JL, I got a question for you about the the cameo business because I know you're on cameo now, and that's kind of how we got in touch with you when we were in the uh, the fantasy baseball uh, bracket competition, and we were going to oh, have yeah. you, we were going to have you do a right. uh, an ad for us, recommending you uh, people vote for us, and we ended up losing, I think, in the final four or, or the final eight or something like that. But I'm curious how how the cameo works when somebody submits uh, a request for you, and have you gotten any just like ridiculous requests? Do they do they give you like a script or they, what goes on? they give me some i i don't think people realize how good i am at trump in terms of off the cuff like i think they think my videos are scripted so they're like hey it'll be funny if he says happy birthday every one of my cameos is like three and a half minutes long and i'm rambling and insulting the people and complimenting the people <laughs> and so they're getting their own they're literally, literally each time they do one they're getting their own like YouTube video that I put out, like they're getting that kind of video, but sometimes longer. And it is crazy how much money I've made on that. I know it's not going to last, but it's, it's sort of ridiculous. Um, like I'm embarrassed for America sometimes when I see how much like is in my account for that. I'm like, good God, that's like my rent for the rest of the year for going, hello, it's Michelle's birthday and we're wishing her happy birthday. That's why I'm wearing the white MAGA hat. That's the happy MAGA hat, okay? But I hear your husband, Mike, is not a fan, okay? So he's a loser. You should probably divorce him. And it's the best ones I've gotten, my, my three favorites, <laughs> only because of the contrast. The same day I got one from a father saying, my daughter is eight and she just uh, rode her bike without training wheels for the first time and she was laughing at your video online. So would you send her a message congratulating her as the president? So I did. I was like, I hear you did the bike with like no training wheels. I can't even ride a bike with training wheels. So like you're, you're doing better than the president. And it's like, you know, you tone and, and they loved it. And that same day, an escort service that obviously is suffering because of the social distancing had me do a pep talk for their <laughs> escorts on how things will get better when we're through the COVID. And to me, it was like, I can't believe I just did those two messages within an hour of each other on the same day. It's like, you know, I know social distancing is like basically what you do. Like it's the opposite. It's like, the worst thing. You're the opposite. You're like social non-distance, if you know what I mean. And, uh, you know, hopefully no condoms because that's also distancing. So let's get rid of those. Let's be full non-distance. 
So it's crazy. It's crazy. And then the guy wanted me to do an ad for like 500 bucks for something. I was like, I can't. I, I'm sorry. That's as far as I'll go. I just can't. I'm not no judgment, but I'm like, I don't want to. I don't know what my future holds, but I don't want like some corporation being like, did you do a voiceover ad for whores on the Internet? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I think that was actually Donald Trump. If you listen, that was clearly the real Donald Trump. <laughs> and then the third one, the guy who was having me contact his buddy to stop going out on hookups during social distancing. <laughs> also was kind of funny. He was like, tell him to stop hooking up with random ugly chicks during the COVID. <laughs> You're out there doing nasty things with nasty women. Can we ask you? Can you stay in Trump and we'll ask you some questions? I never left. Okay, I've been here the whole time. Great podcast. What do you think about the. Some people think the world is flat. President Trump, what do you think about that? I think that it's possible. I think the world could be flat. Nobody actually knows. Nobody's ever like gone around the world, okay? So nobody knows for sure whether it's flat or round or maybe another shape. It might be like a square. Nobody's ever talked about could it be a square, but it could be, you know, we're having people look into it. But I think more importantly is if what you don't want is you can have a flat earth, but you don't want a flat woman, okay? If she's flat, then you, you have to have great wealth and make sure you can buy her great breasts the way I did for Ivanka, my beautiful daughter. Um, you know, she's got great new nose, new lips, new breasts, all paid for by the Trump Foundation. It's a great tra uh, charity. We give tremendous money to uh, horny young women who need surgeries. So it's, we call it we're doing God's work because he messed up the first time. God messed up the first time with Ivanka. Like she's tall, but not everything was in place. So we had to be better than God. So we put we got the greatest doctors, not doctors like Fauci. We got like strong doctors <laughs> and they made her look the way she is now. And uh, if I was not her father, you know, we'd probably be uh, I don't know if we'd be married, but she'd definitely, you know, she'd definitely be on the pill. We'd definitely be having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is uh, the world could be flat. We don't know. <laughs> Along those, those same lines. Uh, how has the pandemic impacted the enrollment at Trump Penis Enlargement University? Oh, so you saw that that great ad we did, did on yeah. YouTube. We, we reached a lot of people on YouTube with that. Well, obviously, I don't need. I teach the school. I don't have to like go to the school if you know what I mean. Because, as I said, there's no problem down there. But uh, no, it's going very well. Uh, we've got, uh, you know. Our MAGA enrollment is through the roof. Like everybody, all these guys with their AR-15s, you wouldn't believe how many of these guys have to come in and get like the deluxe treatment. So it's enrollment is very strong and we're seeing great results and uh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> what's your, uh, if you're at a, a Chinese restaurant, what's your favorite meal to get? My favorite meal to get, a, chi a China, China restaurant, okay. <laughs> I I tend to get I like the beef and broccoli, but I tell them to leave the broccoli because I don't need that shit. Uh, so I like a big plate of saucy beef, and it's a, it's a, it's a good you know they it's called the Trump it's called the Trump you get you get like 
a big plate of saucy beef and and I tell melatonin, my wife, melatonin is obviously very beautiful. I when I'm eating the chunks of beef, I say this is gonna be like human centipede. I hope you're ready for it to come out the other end, you trans you Transylvanian sex worker. You gotta say sex worker now. That's like the PC term. When I met her, I called her a filthy whore because I met her in a shipping container in Baltimore. That's where I signed the papers to get her. But now they say you got to say sex worker. So we say sex worker. We're nice. We do the PC. <laughs> if, you, if you could be any animal, what would it be? Are we talking black people? <laughs> <laughs> no, like a panda or a bear uh, or... Oh, like okay. Well, I don't know. You got to be more specific because I don't know if you've seen what they're doing, but they are not. That's it's bad times right now. I would say my favorite, my top animal. I would say would be. I would be a bat. I would be a bat, and I would go back to China and I'd give all of them Trump COVID and kill the whole country for what they've done to our great economy. So you would conquer. You'd conquer the Chinese people. They'd call me Genghis Trump. <laughs> and I'd be a bat. And they wouldn't even know it. <laughs> Donald, after your after your presidency's over, what uh, what's your what's your plans? And are you planning on going for a, a third term if you win a second? Well, I'm going for we've already announced we're going for four. We're going for four terms because FDR, this failed Democrat who had the, like, remember he was in the wheelchair? The guy couldn't even walk, and he was president. How weak is that? He was so weak. He was so weak. And then he died during the fourth term, like a total Democrat loser. So what I want to do is get four terms, do the full term. You know, unlike unlike a lot of the women I've been with, we're going to take this full term, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. We're going to do a very strong four terms. And after... I'm done with the presidency. First order of business is by then she'll be like 65. I don't even know if I'll divorce um, my Lanta, my wife, my Lanta. But I can tell you we're probably just going to bury her at that point. I don't even think I need to do the divorce. She'll probably be, she'll probably be close to dead, so we'll just bury her. And we'll find a, you know, a strong – You know, you, these MAGA countries in the South, they have all these beautiful like college football fan girls. Okay, So I'd probably pick one of them. I'd go like town to town to all the college football towns and just telling people, I want your hottest daughter. And we make it like a reality show. And we'll see which, which Republican Southern slut will Trump pick to be wife number four. It's a, and, and it's going to have the ratings will be unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, so you, you mentioned something back to JL. You mentioned oh, something. Oh, hey, guys. Early. <laughs> you uh well actually you said something about like uh, a louis ck impersonation i don't think i've ever, could you do that real quick i don't think i've ever heard anyone impersonate louis ck the the thing with it if i'm being honest is that i haven't done it in so long that if you watch the video um and there was a comic who i remember seeing like at, like a, two years after i did mine and i was like oh he's got the voice like better than me but what Ooh. I had was I had makeup. I did it like an SNL thing. I had like a makeup person put me in the bald cap. It, it looked really good. If you look it up, if anybody yeah. wants to look it up, it's called Louis C.K. Tells the Classics. And it's basically C.K. telling knock-knock jokes, <laughs> but in his 
meandering, <laughs> filthy, like annoyed manner. So it was like one of them was, why did the chicken cross the road? And it was like, I don't know why the chicken, like he's a fucking chicken. He was like in the road and he like, you know, he crossed it. He fucking crossed it. Okay. I hate my kids. So it was like, it was like that for like only jokes that were like oh, knock, dude. knock or things like interrupting the cow. You know, knock, knock. I said to my daughter, knock, knock. Who's there? And, and before I could answer, she said, moo. And I was like, you, you're skank. It's you're interrupting. And I, don't, I don't have it as well as I used to have it because it's been years since I did it. But that video is like, you know, it's sealed in time. You can see the perfect version there. But that's what I'm talking about. I hope when Trump's done that I can start to get back to like, you know, do it. Being a little more diverse in my in my selection and in what I what I showcase. I so watched that. Was, that. Uh, yeah, I watched you, uh, that first I, Louis C.K. It was good. It was good. JL. I I liked the hair, and uh, I also watched your Punisher. The Punisher was funny. Yes, thank you. I'm I'm proud of that. I need John Bernthal to become like a little more famous. <laughs> That's like an early stock. Like I was like, he's doing well right now. Let me see if I can do an impression of him. And that one I'm really happy with, but he's still a little bit of like a niche actor. If I go to Comic-Con, they'll know who he is. But if I'm, if I'm in front of a bunch of like 60-year-old ants in Albany, they'll be like, John who? <laughs> did, you ever, uh, did you ever consider going into any sort of like uh, makeup for Trump with uh, like a wig or anything? Or were you like, nah, I don't even need it? Well, no, if you look at some of the sketches I did in the past, I went suit, I went wig. Um, but this one was like accidental because I was home and bored working from home. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Why don't I, I, I treat it like, you know, let me strip it down. Like it's a uh, JL impressions unplugged. And I was like, just <laughs> in a hat. I was like, I'm not even going to bother with all that other stuff. Let me showcase how good I am at the thought process and the voice. And so that became its own thing. So it's it's fortunate I got to do like a lazy impression and never had to upgrade it. But teaser, I'm actually working with some people on a a new channel that should be a, like started up in a week, like in a week or two. And mm -hmm. it's going to be I'm going to give some of the people what they've wanted, which is like I've got a custom made wig coming. I've got a podium built in my apartment. So there's going to be a oh, lot nice. more detail oriented, but but goofier Trump content coming. So even though I want to be done with this, I figure my YouTube checks have been pretty solid and I'm working with some people on this. So, you know, might as well. My favorite, like it's such, a throw, it's such a throwaway uh, joke, but my favorite is when you, you talk to you Mike, the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike is the best. I mean, that's just like, it's just genius. The way you just like it, you threw nonsense to Mike and the reaction off of whatever Mike says, it's always so funny. Well, the one thing I'm going to add is if you can see me in the picture, he sometimes does this, and I haven't done that yet on a video, but when, yeah. when, he, when he's proud of somebody, he's like, we got some of the greatest CEOs right there. These people are so talented. <laughs> this guy is so talented. And I know people can't hear the finger point, but like that is something I've observed. And that'll just be a little, you know, a little treat for people to go. Trump does do the point thing. He does do that. <laughs> He's a talented guy. These are some of the great people we've put together. Some of the all time great people. Nobody's ever had a group of people. I'll tell you, Mike, nobody's. I mean, you've been with groups of men, I think, like, but not like this. You, you certainly like groups of men. We know that Bohemian. Bohemian Pensity, that's what we call him. He's, uh, he is Mike Mercury. That's what he likes to be called when he's in the White House. <laughs> it's so weird because it's so, like, it's, I can switch 
I can flip the switch on this impression <laughs> so much better than I've ever been able to do it. Like usually for an impression, I'll be like, all right, <clears throat> let me just clear my, okay. <clears throat> okay. About, well, now what we're doing. Okay. Now that you see what we're, uh, Donald Trump is a bad man. Okay. Not like <laughs> Joe. We got Joe Biden over here. Um, so it's like that takes a little more work. Come on, Joe. But uh, with Trump, it's just maybe it's be, maybe I'm deep down a, a shitty person because I really just <laughs> fall right into Trump too easily. I think, well, we're doing we're doing good things. And Obama, uh, well, Donald, you are a failure and a, uh, one of the worst people. I think we've uh, we're, uh, Joe, Joe Biden, better guy, better guy than Donald Trump. And I had a Bernie Sanders. I did a video where I did all three of them. Um, oh, Bernie. Once. I don't have heard Bernie. The Bernie was like, that's also one that's out of practice. I had it good. Like in 2016, I actually had it really good. But it, it's basically you get the voice and like your mouth is partially full of food. Like you're at the deli and you haven't quite finished eating the portion of your sandwich. And oh, well, now we'll see when the 1% want to tell you what to do. <laughs> Uh, it always helps. The Bernie, I have to do like the pointing. If I mean, obviously the podcast, so people won't. But I got to get the point, and that that helps me with the Bernie. You're uh, one other one I saw that you did well was Liam Liam Neeson. I don't know if you uh, are able to do that off the cuff, but that was that was a good one. That's another one I haven't done in a while. And this guy I retweeted today. His name's Mike McRae. Very talented voice guy. Um, does does a Mitt Romney that is at the level with my Trump. And I say that not as a jealous thing. I'm like, you have to recognize sometimes when somebody is right there with, like, he's really good and he does a really good Liam Neeson too. Um, the Liam ne the one I had, like, it's sort of get the deep voice, but the key is you got to get the growl. Like at the end of a sentence, <laughs> you have to like purr. Like, and it's been a while since I did that. And like, I'm glad you've watched these videos. I'm glad I have these videos of when I could like nail the impression because the Trump one, the Trump's ultimate revenge on me will be he probably is like rendering my vocal cords like damaged to do other impressions. So you used to do like 35, 40 impressions. And now because your voice is a steaming pile of orange Trump shit, you can't do any impressions. You can't do any. And it's it's a nasty thing. But you know what? You're a nasty person. But I'm glad I felt like the Bernie and the Obama were actually pretty solid there. And at least you you could feel the. The remnants of the CK and the Liam Neeson. They're not what they used to be, but, you know, maybe they can be resurrected. I thought the Bernie was especially good there. Thank you. It's just you got to, like, your mouth is sort of half full, and the 1% is, oh, excuse me. Like, when, you know, when somebody says something in a debate to him, like when somebody says, something, oh, okay, Joe, okay, Joe. And, but the Biden, I can't quite get. Like, it's, the Biden, I just do the, the most limited of all things with him, which is you start out just kind of, it doesn't sound like him. It's just the spirit of him. You're like, hey, when, uh, well, Barack and I, we got the votes. And uh, <laughs> hey, come on, man. Jack, you can't, I'll knock you out. Uh, uh, my time's up. It's just really like anybody can really do that. But it's it feels fun, but I know it's not a good impression. But I want to. I feel like sometimes impressions, like the guy who does the Mitt Romney, he has like a different voice than me. So he can get into these like smokier places. Like he almost sounds like a guy who smokes because I'm like, I can't do that. Like that's an area 
that I can't get to. Just like I'm sure I can do some things maybe that he can't do as well. Um, but yeah, not that I need to hype up other impersonators, but he's he's really good. Like that's somebody. People are always suggesting I collaborate with like TikTok people, and I go, I don't think that helps either of us. Like, not just me. I don't think that helps what they're doing either. Um, but he's a guy I would like to collaborate with because then you have complementary skills that could work together. I feel like now on the internet, people will see two things they like and just go, um, well, I like sneakers and I like uh, ice cream sundaes. So why don't you have like a sneaker ice cream sundae? That's like, I don't know. <laughs> you can like those two things and they don't have to like be do a mashup. <laughs> but anyway, that's me, right? Big oh man that was good that was good fun jl uh, that's what i'm about <laughs> I, uh, I i i appreciate you coming on uh donkey do you have any more uh for no uh, man i i laughed so much uh those impersonations are are amazing we got to send everybody over your way though so you're at jl coven on yep. twitter your so, youtube channel is just jl coven right is that yeah, am i pronouncing YouTube. it right yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube.com slash JL Covan. Um, Covan is like the allowable pronunciation. If you're going like the full, you know, my full name is Jean-Louis Covan. And when you say that, people are like, well, you're a pretentious piece of shit. But, um, so I tend not to correct if it's, you know, Covan is like how I, I'm cool with people saying it, but it's Covan if we're being technical. But um, yeah, uh, YouTube and Twitter, JL Covan. Um, Obviously, I have, I have a bunch of albums. I have I have six stand-up albums and two albums as Trump. So if you go to whatever site you buy or stream music, you can just punch in JL Covan and a bunch of shit will come up. Um, I think I think that's it. My website's jlcomedy.com. We'll link to everything in the uh, in our post too about it. Oh, so, awesome! Thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll 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 send as many people as we can your way. It was uh, it was so awesome to talk to you, man. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Maybe we can get a, a a cameo for the uh, the Rasball crew, Gray. Keep the spirits up. Well, you got to keep the spirits up. You got to get the spirits up. And you could always, you could always. Everybody wants the Trump, but if you really love the Bernie, I could always do like a mashup. Um, not to put that out there, but if you really, if you like that one, you could always do a a Bernie and Trump. Uh, well, uh, Rasball is a collection of people <laughs> who don't care for the working class. Um, <laughs> shut up, Bernie. They, they're great people, and they're giving us strong money. That's a lot of strong U.S. currency. We call it U.S. currency. Sorry. <laughs> now, um, now I'm just going to annoy my girlfriend for the rest of the day as I'm in <laughs> hyper-cop mode. <laughs> She's like, turn it off! <laughs> After talking about how you didn't want to do the mashups, you just put them in there like that. That's great. Yeah. No, it's... it's it, it's. it Have you ever seen the cable guy? <clears throat> of course. Yeah. Probably my favorite Jim Carrey movie, and I love most of them. But it's like when he's doing the karaoke, and the cop goes, "Play one for us, Chip," and he goes, "I couldn't. No, I couldn't. All right, already." Even though he clearly was going to do it the whole time. That's me with impressions. It's like that's okay. That's a, all right. I'm in character. Let's do it. How many voices? Forty voices. Okay. Spotlight. <laughs> all right, Jay. We'll let you go. Uh, annoy your wife then. Whoa, 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 wife, girlfriend. Girlfriend, <laughs> same here. 
Easy, easy there. I mean, I have the earbuds in. I could have let that pass, but I felt like a, you know, a king in his castle. He's got to let let the law be known. I don't want that out in the streets. Oh, we appreciate it, JL. Uh, Thank you very much. It's a lot of. Have a good one, man. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 